0: This is Rugger Matrix International, the world's leading independent rugby podcast quoted more than anyone else. It's no wonder that our major partner is Strike, Australia's leading provider of Bluetooth car kits so you can stay safe in your car and avoid hefty fines. So go hands-free with Strike. Enter the code RUGGERMATRIX and you'll get 10% off. Go to strike.com.au to get your discount. RUGGER MATRIX also brought to you by mybean.com.au. We sell at roaster's prices. Let's get it on. Hello and welcome to episode 203 of Rugger Matrix International. And I'm really looking forward to this one as I'm also looking forward to my co-host, Mark Cashman, in the flesh this week. That's right, Brom. I remember a couple of episodes ago I was like this. For the entire show, yeah. No, you may, Greg Rowden reckons it's the most sense you've ever made. Yes, that's right. Yeah, so we it's had a bit. Good of fun. to be back in the studio, mate. Yeah, good, to, good to have you. So welcome back here, Mark Cashman. All right, without further ado, let's go straight to our guest this evening, and uh, he is an absolute champion of a fella. I'm so happy to have him on, and it is none other than the Brumbies and Wallabies hooker, uh, eventually Wallabies hooker, I say, <laughs> Josh Man Ray Josh, welcome to Rugger Matrix.
1: Thanks, boys. Thanks for the uh, invite on, on the show.
0: Yeah, really glad to have you. Uh, I've been trying to sort of get it done for a few weeks, but what a great uh, opportunity ahead of your game against the Force and also the other grudge match in Australian rugby in the Waratahs and the Reds. And a good mate of ours, our Casho, is Ben Robinson, will become the most capped Waratah ahead of Phil War. So that's that's great news. But Josh, um, made you finally got that Wallaby cap. Um, how did you feel about that?
1: Yeah, mate, very special, you know, to, um, to be able to pull on that jersey, um, represent your country, you know, um, and be one of those uh, elite fellows who get to do that, you know, a lot of pride in it, and it's definitely something that I thought might have passed me, and uh, yeah, very, very, very honoured to represent my country.
2: Josh, um, have, you, have you thought about getting a real job anytime soon, or you, you reckon the, uh, the dream's going to continue for quite a while longer, maybe through to a World Cup? Yeah, we'll see what
1: happens, you know, like I, I don't really want to hang the boots up now. It's, a, you know, it's, to be a professional f- footballer is, a, you know, it's a, it's a great job and, you know, we're very lucky to be able to do that. Um, you know, I've, I've had to sort of get a real job for a while there and, uh, you know, it's made me uh, realise how, how lucky we are to be, to be able to be a sports person um, as a career.
2: Tell us about those real jobs. You uh, you had some work in the mines, bit of, bit of truck driving and stuff like that, wasn't it?
1: Uh, yeah, so I just, yeah, got to work in underground in, in the coal mines in Wollongong. Um, just started on sort of secondary support on drills and stuff, and then uh, got a shot at uh, development panels, so sort of developing all the roads and long walls and stuff on the miner and uh, shuttle cars and stuff for a couple of years, so that was, um, yeah, it was great. I, had a, um, I worked in a really good crew, and. You know it wasn't sort of different to footy you know you worked in a team and that sort of thing so it was you know it was a great experience and you know i really enjoyed it with the boys down there
0: yeah and actually nathan blacklock's uh doing it at the moment driving the big trucks uh uh josh saying he's really enjoying it as well he, he gets off on it so i guess uh there's a few footy players that that, that do that and nathan uh, we wish him all the best with it but uh josh great scenes uh the as the hookers got knocked off and you got closer and closer to, to playing for Australia, what were you starting to think?
1: Uh, I sort of because at the end of last year my hemi wasn't too good, so I knew straight I had to go into rehab and fix that after we got knocked out in the in the semi. So um, and they started you know injuries and that, but I still I was, you know I was still a couple of weeks away, and I really didn't think that you know I was going to have a shot anyway, you know, being sort of my age and that sort of thing. So. Um, And then, yeah, then I was preparing for an uh, NRC game one day with the uh, Country Eagles and finished up in the morning and then on my phone I had a few missed calls from Ewan and that sort of thing and rang him and uh, he was like, mate, I need you to uh, fly on the plane near the sub over to Perth to train with us all week and, you know, um, maybe, you know, on the weekend you might be playing depending on how Sire um, with his first baby coming along so... Yeah it, was, yeah, it was a bit of a shock, i tell you. So, but, uh, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, I couldn't believe it. and I was really, really ecstatic when, I, uh, when Ewan called me, so it was great.
2: You probably, uh, Josh, had a, a bit of a ringside seat to a lot of drama in Australian rugby at that particular time uh, of the year, and uh, you've got a new coach now with, uh, with Michael Checker. Uh, what, do you, what are your thoughts about him, um, and what, what's his style that he brings to the table?
1: Um yeah, Check's I think he's he's really great. Like he's uh, he loves that physical style of football and, you know, a lot of accountability on yourself, so which is, you know, I think it's great. It's pretty simple sort of way and um, I think once the boys buy into it and all that, I think it's gonna be, you know, it will be a good game plan and that sort of thing coming into the World Cup next year.
0: Now what about the Brumbies? Uh, Stephen Larkham is your head coach and well, we all love Bernie here on, the, on on the show. However, you have lost one of I reckon one of the world's best forwards, coach in Laurie Laurie Fisher. Um, how have you been able to keep up your work with the set piece because it has been impressive so far this year?
1: Yeah, like Laurie's a um, you know, there's not many guys like him out there. He's amazing. You know, set piece breakdown. Um, all that sort of stuff. He's probably the best I've been coached by. You know, the, the two years I got with him down here before he left was, you know, he, he sort of changed my game. And, um, yeah, but we've just sort of carried on with sort of what he's left. Um, Dan McKellar's come in now. He uh, spent a year with Laurie last year before he left. And, um, you know, he's taken the reins over and everyone's, um, you know, adapted really well with him. He's a, yeah, he's a good coach. I think it's just going to get better, you know. And we pride ourselves on our set piece, you know, just the, doing the basics right, um, trying to secure a good ball for our backs and get them on the front foot.
2: Josh, a couple of couple of guys have uh, caught my eye in the in the early rounds uh, in your pack. Scotty Co has come back from uh, from his ill injury uh, sojourn at the end of last year really, really well. And a, and a guy who I saw down uh, playing for the uh, Canberra Vikings in the NRC, Rory Arnold, he's stepped up, hasn't he? Uh, he's uh, he, he he looks like he might be the goods to me.
1: Yeah, you know Rory's um you know in terms of rugby, he's still pretty green, you know. So I actually got to play with him in combined country against the British Lions. Um, was that a couple of years ago or whatever? So uh, that's when I first got to meet him, and you know when he rocked up at train, it's like Jesus, guys, you know he's got to be. Yeah, he's 208 centimetres and that, and, um, you know, he's just got better. He's come down here. He had a bit of an injury with his shoulder, but he's knuckled down, and as you've seen, every week he just gets better and better. I think he's, you know, he's going to be a very good prospect for Australian rugby. And Scotty, you know, we know the sort of player he is. He's a powerhouse. You know, he, he carries so hard. scrummages as well. You know, he's an aggressive player, which is, you know, it's good to have them sort of guys in your forward pack, you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, Josh, uh, I remember you um, back in the, the old New South Wales days. It was quite a while ago now. But as a 34-year-old, what do you bring to the table that maybe some of the younger blokes don't, the younger younger bulls don't bring?
1: Um, just probably, you know, I, at their age, I probably didn't take my opportunities, you know. I took it a bit for granted um, and, you know, just trying to tell them, like, mate, you've got this chance at this. Don't sort of waste it. Pretty much, you know, yeah, I'm very, very lucky to get another shot at professional football, you know, not many guys get to do that. So, um, you know, I'm one in many that, uh, not many that get get that second shot. So just mainly just saying, look, just put everything in, what you got. And, uh, you know, if it comes off, it does, if it doesn't, at least you can say, well, uh, you know, I gave it me all. And, um, you know, you just don't want to have to look back and think, you know, oh, I wish I would have tra- trained harder, or, you know, I wish I would have, you know, focused a bit better and, you know, not partied as much or something like that, you know, because I've, you know, I've, I've been there and done that sort of thing. So,
2: Josh, uh, every, most, most people in rugby have got nicknames. Uh, yours is pretty good, Bongo. Can you, can you talk us through how you got it and what does it mean?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's been around for a long time. I think I got it in high school. Um, I think I was a bit of a clown. Around high school and that, so Bongo the Clown, but it's just funny, it's just every team I've gone to or something, someone's known me as Bongo, and then everyone's just latched onto it, and yeah, I can't believe it's still around now, but you know, you know 20 years later. <laughs> <laughs> but what but dru- not many people know me as Josh Man Ray, they wouldn't know me in real name, i tell you that.
2: <laughs> well, actually, uh, Josh, on the uh, Brumby's website, you're referred to as Joshua, so uh, there you yeah. go.
1: Yeah, I'm usually only with Joshua when I'm in trouble.
2: <laughs> uh, Josh, I did see
0: you um, a couple of years ago when we went down the Canberra to do a story with Clyde Rathbone, and uh, so you're sneaking through the back door there. But you you were you were looking around the Brumbies at uh, at that time, and I thought it was great that you were going to get another go. But obviously, injury struck struck again.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was, couldn't believe it. Like I got an opportunity to come down. And, what year was that again? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, so 2012, I think. Yeah, 12, 30, yeah. Um, yeah, so I got an opportunity to come down, spoke to Lordy and that, and um, said there's an EPS there if I'd like to take it. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to have a crack here. And then about four weeks into pre season, I did my ACL, and um, yeah, I definitely thought, oh, that's it, you know, it's over. Then um, just sort of spoke to um, Angus Doc and. Um, and that sort of thing. Spoke to a surgeon, got got the lars put in. Went with that way instead of the sort of traditional hemi. And um, he said that I had a pretty good knee. I just snapped the ACL clean, so I didn't have to. You know, I didn't do any other damage in that. And so I got that in. Then uh, sixteen weeks later from surgery, played my first game. Um, and yeah, trained my butt off. And I was lucky. I got re-signed for the next year. Uh, and then yeah, I've been lucky. Sort of touch wood, I haven't had any more injuries. And the knee's just sort of getting better and better. So, um, yeah, very lucky to, you know, that the last worked out for me because I'd sort of heard a bit of uh, sort of bad press about it and that, but uh, I was just, yeah, sort of there was no other option for me at my age sort of thing, so. So
0: who who, who convinced you to go for that?
1: um, Well, I spoke to the doc and when I spoke to my surgeon up in uh, Sydney, um, he sort of run me through it and that and just said, I was a perfect candidate for forgetting a mm. so um, I sort of just put a bit of faith in him as well and uh, just yeah had a, got it in and yeah like I said it's you know it needs a bit of oil and greasing every now and then but apart from that it's uh, all, mate. <laughs> yeah I think that's more me age than me neither <laughs>
2: Josh you and uh, Stephen Halls could probably compare operations at uh, different times of the aftermatch really can't you
1: yeah yeah, mate, it's good to see Halsey's back. Like, I got to play Eagles with him as well. You know, he's um you know, good to see him back. He's a quality player and you know, um yeah, you know, it was sad news when, when I heard that, you know, he could have been ruled out for, you know, not playing again and then when I heard that the operation went well, it was, it was great to see him on the paddock, you know. Again.
2: This, this uh this Brumby side, Josh is has matured, it's evolved, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's a whole collection of different ideas and, uh, you know, whether they come from Jake White, Stephen Larkham, even Laurie, Laurie sort of Fisher and uh, it seems to be a good little mix that's happening down there at the moment and uh, you, you, you've, you've got a bit, of, uh, a bit of point scoring ability in the back line now, haven't you?
1: Yeah, like, uh, you know, our back lines, it's pretty sharp, there's a lot of attacking power there you know, big ball carriers there as well. So, you know, it's pretty much up to us as a forward pack to make sure that we, you know, big responsibility, to get them that ball. Um, you know, they're, they're pretty hard to stop them. You know, we give them good front forward ball. You know, we've got two quality playmakers in Matty Tamura as well as Bruzzi, you know, Leofano. So if one's taken out of play, one just drops, you know, steps straight up. Um, then we've got, you know, Tavita and Spadey and Joey and, you know, ball runners running off them, they're pretty hard to stop. So, you know, we're pretty blessed in that sort of way. Um, But like I said, it's just a big responsibility for us as a forward pack to make sure we, you know, we get that ball. And that's why I think we, you know, put a big focus on our set piece to make sure it's, you know, clinical enough so we can give them good ball, you know.
0: Yeah, and what, I mean, yeah, those big boppers out wide, Kirindrani and Spate, uh, just phenomenal athletes, Uh, Josh. The thing... um, I've liked about your performances so far it was a great one against the Chiefs in New Zealand. And we've already, Kasia and I were talking about this before, about uh, it's, a, it's a couple of weeks out before we really start seeing who's going to be the main challenges at the end of the year. You got pipped at the post with a penalty at the end against the Chiefs. The Chiefs last week absolutely demolished the Crusaders. Um, I know you can't sort of compare those games because they're different scenarios, but you must have been pretty happy with that that effort mostly over in New Zealand.
1: Yeah, maybe we were like disappointed to to lose in the the diet like in the last minute or whatever it was in that game, but um you know they uh, they they're, they're, they're going to be a you know definitely at the point end of the season. They they're, they're an amazing side, you know. They're tough. Um a lot of attacking players. Uh, you know, they're uh, and the news they like to throw it around as well, so it's they're they're a hard team to play. You know, you think you're going for a set piece next minute, they'll do a quick throw, and then you you know you're chasing them again. So, um, but yeah, we, like we we focused on that. You know, us and them have always been a pretty close match these last few years. You know, it's a pretty bit of a grudge match and that sort of thing. And you know, we're really up for that. We had a good week of training. Um, you know we focused on travelling because we want to turn that around this year we want to, you know we 've realized that you've got to get some wins away to try and secure you know some home semi final and that so um yeah, like i said yeah we'll happy with the performance but we weren 't because we, we really wanted to leave there with four points, you know, and um you know we almost did it so um like I said, happy but yeah, disappointed that we didn't get the win over them there.
2: Josh, uh, how how is the draw uh, suited you guys? Do you you, you you seem to be ducking across to New Zealand a a, a fair bit early on in the season? Um, and when, when do you guys come up against the South Africans? Because that's that that's a whole different ball game that you're playing. It's a different yeah. style of rugby, isn't it?
1: Yeah, especially I think I think it's near the end of our South African draw. So um, you know it's hard to go over to South Africa near the end of end of your draw too. You know because you know they're well into their. Sort of the way they play in that. By then, you know, it's, it's often sort of good to hit them early, you know, before they start hitting their straps. And um, so, I think we've got the Lions and the Stormers over there this year. Um, Lions, you know, play really good at home. There, Stormers, I think they're are they still undefeated at the moment.
2: Yeah, they are.
1: So, you know, they're, they're looking like a quality side this year. They, you know, they're tough at Newlands. Um, but saying that, you know, every, every team in this competition. You know you can't take lightly. If you you know you have a little bit of a day off, and your performance and a team that's lower down the rankings plays well and they'll they'll knock you off. You know what I mean? So you can't afford to sort of take any team lightly. I found in this comp, you know, we did it a couple of years ago where we drew with the Kings. You know, and and though they were coming, I think they were coming last then, and you know we ended up having a draw. And you know that you know that that all those little ones where you lose at the you know. On the uh, on the death or draw on that, all those points, you know, they add up at the end where you where you're struggling, you know, when you're really scraping to get some points to get a home semi or you know make the make the finals.
0: Josh, tell us how you and Stephen Moore work together. Obviously, uh, Stephen uh, for a brief period was uh, Wallaby captain, and he was struck down by injury tragically uh, last year. Um, How you guys work as a unit, the the hookers?
1: Yeah, good. You know, I'm, I'm pretty lucky. I've known sort of Squeaky for. Well, I played school against him, you know, when we were a sort of 16, 17 year old, you know, he's a bit younger than me, I think he played first when he was 15 or something up in up in Brizzy there, so. Um, and then we are in the Reds College together, so, you know, I've known Maury for, for a long time, so, you know, we've got a good relationship, you know, he's, you know, one of the best hookers in the world, you know, I, I believe, easy, um, you know, he's got great set piece, um, you know, his work rate is unbelievable, he's so consistent, you know, he's a big leader down here in the uh, in our brumby setup you know he's our captain and uh, a lot of inspiration so um, yeah we work really good together uh, you know always you know having a chat working stuff you know um, talk about who we're going up against you know those sort of things you know because he's played a lot more footy than I have at this level so you know I often you know ask him you know what's this player like what's that player like you know he's always got a good insight um, but yeah we have a, you know we have a good Good relationship there, which is healthy, you know. Same as with Saliva, the young, you know, young hooker. You know, it's, we've got a really good dynamic there, uh, at the brums with all the hookers.
2: Listen, Josh, all, all that aside, you'd uh, you'd give him a bit of forward in the live scrums during the week, though, wouldn't you?
1: Oh, I think, we, yeah, we all do, you know. To, <laughs> not to be rude, it's a bit of a cock off always at scrum time, you know. <laughs> you Especially pre-season, so. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's good. You know, but, you know, we've got Dan Palmer down there for our scrums too. He's doing, you know, doing a lot of work with this and that sort of thing. So I think everyone's sort of seeing the benefits out of, uh, you know, doing a lot, of, a lot of scrum stuff with palms and, you know, having a go at each other and that sort of thing.
2: What's uh, what's the story with Dan? You mentioned him there. Uh, had had a uh, contract in France, and he just sort of said, I don't want to do the rugby thing anymore. Is that right?
1: Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I know he was um, he was over at Grenoble or something, but. Um, I know he's a he's a pretty smart fella, so uh, I think he does all the uni stuff and all that sort of thing. So uh, yeah, he's, he's got a bit smarter head on his shoulders than I do. So um, I'd rather just stick my head in the scrum than uh, stick my head in a textbook.
0: Uh, <laughs> don't sell yourself short, David. So, Dan, that, Dan does do a lot of writing. I mentioned briefly before um, Ben Robinson and uh, his ten-year career becoming um, the Waratahs' most capped player. Uh, can you talk to to us a bit about Ben's play and what makes him such a good um, loosehead prop?
1: Ah, uh, oh, the Caddy. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, great to see him. He's going to be the most cop, uh, capped uh, world. You know, that's that's amazing. You know, he's he's had a great career. I think Caddy's just he's he's an amazing player. He's got you know for a front row, he's got amazing skills. Um, you know, he's been around for a long time. He's um, you know, he's got a pretty smart um head on his shoulders got a lot of experience uh and yeah he's just i think as, as, a, as a as a front rower um yeah the, the skills that he can perform and that sort of thing he's uh a, a second and none. you know it's, it's sort of not a lot of fellas out there that can you know pass like he can and um carries well scrummages well uh you know, he's he's a bit of a complete package, the old the old caddy.
0: Yeah, he is absolutely. I just uh cash on the forwards thing. I want to keep it going with uh, the force. So the force this week, Josh, one of the best forwards coaches I've ever seen, but the best tight five coaches is Michael Foley. So uh, and he plays a you know, he plays a game that's pretty much structured around the capabilities of his team. What makes the force such a difficult team to beat because. They absolutely um, uh, do the job, and a lot of teams that should be better than them, but they always seem to come up with that win.
1: Yeah, mate. They're uh, I think they're pretty clinical. You know, like they they retain the ball well, um, good set piece. You know, I got to spend a bit of uh, time with Files at the Waratahs before I uh, after I come back from Japan, um, before I headed down here to the Brumbies, and um, you know he's he's very big on his front row stuff. You know, you learn a bit there with him, and. Um, yeah. You know, like you said, he's he's big on his set piece, being a you know ex-international hooker, and um, yeah, they very clinical in what they do. You know, um, they're, they're, they can you know they can go for many phases in that and just wear you down, wear you down, and then you know, a simple missed tackle or something, and you know they're over the try line. So um, you know it'll be, and the, the defence is pretty good as well. You know, so we're expecting a big game here this Friday. You know, they're going to be they're coming off a loss from the hurricane, so you know they're going to. Be pretty wound up to to come and uh, you know get back on the winning win formula. So um, it's always a battle with the boys. Um, you know, you, you sort of Aussie teams, you sort of know each other pretty well. So um, we're expecting a pretty tight clash here this Friday night.
2: Yeah, Josh. Those uh, the the local derbies have been fairly intense uh, performances. You know that force performance against the Waratahs was superb first up. Uh, but uh, just just back onto the scrummaging thing. Have you noticed that uh, I, I, I just see some of the front rowers becoming a bit more squat and uh, the, the taller the taller front rowers probably not as uh, well uh, adapted to the new uh, scrummaging laws. Do you agree?
1: Yeah. I, I, um, yeah, I don't mind the new laws and that. It's become a bit more technique sort of thing, you know, like the striking and that. Um, you know, I've sort of... When I was coming up, I sort of always struck for the ball so when i first come back to super rugby when i were just hitting and sort of walking over i wasn't really used to used to that sort of style of scrummaging so um i, I like this you know you, you can work your your player a bit more and you know work with your props and that sort of thing is a bit more of a wrestle rather than uh just smashing and then um you know whoever, whoever wins the hit sort of uh you know, wins pretty much just walks over the ball. So at least now if you, if you sort of lose the hit, you can work yourself in angles and that to try and, um, you know, uh, disrupt their ball or, you know, um, get a tight hit or whatever or whatever you're sort of working to do. So, um, yeah, it, it is funny. I think some, some of the shorter props just sort of tend to fall into shape a bit easier and some of the taller guys might get a bit longer with their legs and uh, get overextended. But, um, I'm really enjoying the the, the way they've gone with the scrummaging now, you know. It's more of a contest, I, I believe.
0: Yeah, and, and I think it's actually where it's supposed to be, Josh, because, you know, we talked to you and Mackenzie about this in the past where you know, the All Blacks really brought in the, the, the hit and the hit mm. really wasn't supposed to be part of the game and scrummaging is scrummaging. You know, you know you're man handling your bloke opposite. and That's yeah. why Benny <laughs> Robertson's so good. I mean, he's, a, he's low to the ground and... I know Al Baxter used to say he just couldn't get hold of him.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those sort of shorter guys. If they get low and find shape, they're,
2: uh,
1: mm. they lock in there and they're, they're, they're pretty hard to move, you know. So, um, yeah. well, if the other way, yeah, you'd sort of – if you win the hit and you made your front row step back, you pretty much had them because you just keep, you know, going through them. Well, now if you if you hit, you can't just keep chasing it because you'll get pinged for, you know, pushing for the balls in. So, um, yeah, I think it's, you know – it's, it's really good the way the, the scrummage laws are going. I think.
0: Yeah, because as, as a uh, former fullback, I uh, know absolutely everything about that play. <laughs> that's
2: right, those 15s know everything about the scrums. Josh, you you, you played super rugby, you've played club rugby, you've played test rugby. The step up from super rugby in terms of, uh, and we were talking about scrums here before, I'm sorry it's a bit of a scrum fest, Bronk, but no, that's the way great. it happens. It's yeah. uh, been what, the best episode so far. Yeah, it <laughs> <has>. <laughs> What's, what's the difference between a super rugby, the contest in a super rugby game, and the contest in a, in a, in a, in a test match?
1: Um, I think it's just another step up with speed, and um, uh, probably more, uh, you just got to be a lot more precise at what you do. Uh, you know, you can, from club footy to super rugby, you can get away with a lot more. You know, not being as clinical, and then from super rugby to test rugby, you can get away with, you know, being less clinical again. I think the level just rises, um, you know, the, the the opportunities for mistakes, and that you just can't. If you, you, you make a mistake, um, you know, it allows a team, like you make a mistake into New Zealand team or something like that, um, you know, you, you're going to pay the price. You might only get. A certain number of shots in, in the in the twenty two in the A zone to perform or something. If you don't come away with points or um, or a try or something, you're uh, you're going to pay the price at the end of the end of the game, you know.
0: Yeah, and, and just on that, uh, we saw at the weekend how Ireland demolished England's scrum, and that doesn't happen every day of the week. And Ireland really doing well up front. Um, what do you think about? Uh, you know, you had a chance to go on tour and and saw them. They're uh, from very close range about how Ireland's developing and we're impressed what they did to England in that epic game at Aviva Stadium at, at the weekend.
1: Yeah, they're a, uh, they're a really impressive side, aren't they, at the moment? They're, um, they're just getting better. Um, yeah, like I said, I got to see them, watch them play against the uh, Wallabies last year we're on spring tour and, yeah, they're, uh, they're becoming a really strong side. I, I think they're a big chance in the, uh, in the World Cup. They, uh, they're very physical uh, their set piece is strong. Um, they attack the breakdown hard. Uh, you know, they they flood off a kick if we put them up, and then flood the breakdown hard and turn over. Um, their defence is strong. They put some good hits on England as well on their bigger ball carriers. Um, you can't really. There's not much you can sort of say is wrong with their game at the moment. You know, they've uh, they've really turned it around. I think. You know, over the last sort of year and a bit or so. They're just getting stronger, and they're they're uh, really—they're great to watch. Uh, That game, I watched that one against England, and uh, they were great. It was a great, great game. They just absolutely uh, belted
2: them. Yeah, they—they certainly did, uh, Josh. But uh, it's—it's a game where they're very, very disciplined in what they do. They, they, mm. they kick a fair bit. They've got probably the best 5'8 halfback combination in the world at the moment. I, I, I think uh, Sexton's playing very, very well and they just do stuff they know they're gonna get pay out of and they don't deviate. And that's, uh, that's, all, uh, that's, that's uh, uh, just a matter of, for good coaching, isn't it? And, and in further to yeah.
0: that, Josh, is that uh, their kicks are effective. So they, England, they might kick the same amount as England, but uh, their chase is absolutely spot on. Everyone yeah. knows what's going on. There's a You can tell that everyone's bought into the, the program under Schmidt, under Kiss, under the whole lot there. And and, and that's what you want. And you feel that like the Brumbies are like that.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping. You know, we are the sort of game plan that we've, um, you know, has adapted with, you know, Jake leaving and then Bernie taking over and stuff like that. But, um, you know, everyone buys into what we're trying to do here and, uh, you know, hopefully, you know it's 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 worked in these you know last three weeks. So hopefully, I mean, you know, can you know improve and uh, you know as long as we keep buying into it and just focus on that, I'm hoping that'll um, you know it'll take us to the finals at the end of the year. You know, it'd be great to hold up that cup at the end of the end of the year. And um, you know, a lot of lot of work to do yet, but but uh, you know we started well and. Um, yeah everyone's pretty much on the on the page you know we have worked hard during the pre-season that sort of thing and um, yeah you know i think everyone's pretty excited out here they're, they're happy with you know the, the sort of the plan that bernie and and dan and um, you know have sort of put for us so yeah yeah we've got some good leaders you know we've got some good decision makers as well out there which is good you know it's always, it's always healthy to have your, you know your decision makers that are making really good decisions and your and your leaders and that
2: Josh, is is it harder for a team to chase a premiership, or is it harder for a team to defend a premiership? Obviously, talking about the situation the Waratahs are in, which is probably well something that hasn't happened to them before. It's uh, it, it it's a difficult go to actually defend a premiership, isn't it?
1: Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I've never won a premiership, so uh, <laughs> I can't really talk about that. But um, yeah, I I think it's it. it I I'm not. I'm not quite sure. Like you, you, know, you take every season as it comes. So, you know, they, they had a lot of success last year and that. But you know, I know. I know most of those boys in that squad. You know, I've I've, I've played with a lot of them and that sort of thing. And um, I know they'll be they'll be pretty ramped to 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 go back to back. I know that we've got them in a couple of weeks. And I know it's going to be a pretty fiery encounter. Um, you know, with that that semi final I played last year against them was one of the most physical games I've probably played. You know. We absolutely bashed each other. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's people always say it's easier to to chase than to defend. I think because you you know because you haven't had that success. You know, it's you're after you're a lot hungrier and that sort of thing. But um, if for me it is because, like I said, I've never won a premiership, so I can't really talk about a uh, defending one yet. Hopefully,
0: maybe next year. Well, the uh, interesting thing is that Checkers pretty much banned the trophy from being around the joint at New South Wales rugby because he wants to avoid that thing. He doesn't want the trophy sitting there in front of everyone in the foyer saying, we've got this thing. He wants them to chase it again. So he's sort of one step ahead. And I I know every coach wants to put that sort of out there with his squad. Don't think that you're defending it. It all starts again. You won it at the end of last year, but you don't hold it right now
1: yeah start that clean slate and then we you know we're after it again so yeah i'm i'm sure they will uh i'm sure all that squad will be ready to uh you know to chase it as hard as they did last year mm. i'd be expecting anyway
0: All right, mate well uh, we appreciate your time just a couple of quick ones uh enjoying canberra
1: yeah mate we um got me uh wife and two little girls down here so mm-hmm. we really enjoyed it it's what 3 years now so um uh, yeah my my wife's family's only an hour a bit up the road in the Southern Highlands. So, you know, it's, it's you know, nice and close to, to, for them to come down to that too. And um, yeah, it's a good family town. You know, it's, it, it's, we're pretty lucky here because it's, you know, a small sort of city sort of thing. Well, we're a pretty tight knit bunch. Um, you know, we always hang out and it's not far to catch up and that sort of thing. So, uh, we enjoyed it. Yeah, it's good. Just we, a big who country. You, uh,
0: yeah. Who you hang out with, mate? If I'm going to the Canberra and I see you walking around, who I'm going to see you walking around with?
1: Uh honestly probably my wife and kids. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, no. I don't know, just I, I sort of mingle with all the boys, you know, it's um that's a good thing here I have found too, you know, whether the, that's the youngest guys, the eighteen year olds or um, you know, the older fellas, we all get along pretty well and um you know, the younger younger fellas don't mind having us our soul blokes hanging around with them either, you know. We don't cramp their style or anything too much.
0: You're still a groover?
1: Oh, I try to. <laughs> I sort of have to hang the, uh, the uh, dancing shoes up a bit. But, uh, you know, yeah, I try to be a groover. So try they to, sound
0: like they're still a good bunch of blokes to, to hang out with, the brubbies. Yeah. Because it is a different environment. It's just a, it's a much more tighter-knit community.
1: Yeah, I found that when I when I come down here, it was, uh, yeah, it was very different how much we sort of hunky hang out. Um, so many functions and barbies and... Um, You know, because we eat breakfast and lunch every day together, and you're you're around each other a fair bit. Um, You'd think we'd get sick of each other, but um, yeah, it's 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 something special I found here at the Brumbies. You know, it's it's a real family. Uh, You know, we get everything, all the partners and wives and everything involved. So, you know, it's it's something special I think we've got here with the uh, with the Brumbies, and I think it's sort of always been that way. from what I've heard so you know a lot of old players and um in in that it's yeah it's a real real good uh sort of family um sort of program thing we got going here so yeah I'm very lucky to be a part of it
0: what about your other family just briefly Rocky Elsom, Drew Mitchell, uh, Adam Ashley Cooper or living in the same place at Coogee a couple of years ago, and if you can actually still see it if you come to Sydney. It's right on the water. Now, Rocky, okay. I think, took with his drums the biggest room, and they reckon they put you in, like, uh, the cupboard out the back. Was this true?
1: Yeah, yeah, I was in life like Harry Potter, the, uh, <laughs> the kid. <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> what,
0: what was that experience like?
1: Yeah, it was great. I didn't, um, Talk I didn't about Animal this. House. Oh, mate, it was, um, yeah, it was great. You know, it was a, it was a beautiful place. Mm. Um, that's when I first come back. So the um, the wife and little ones were down at Robertson and I was sort of up there for sort of three months until the uh, task finished. So... Um the first time I brought her up to this to the mansion there on the uh, South Coogee Cliff, she's like, "Oh no, wonder you don't want to come home." <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was great. You know, I got because I'd known Rocky. I went to school for his older brother and um, sort of got to see him grow up when he was younger and up the sunny coast and that. So I got to, you know, live with him again. And um, although he wasn't there much, old Rocky, uh, he, he, yeah, it was sort of just me, Drewy, you know, and Swoopy. So and I got to meet Swoop. I didn't know um, Ashley Cooper for. Uh, before so yeah you know, it was great you know we had a great little house there and um yeah it was, it was a good good experience you know it was um yeah it was a beautiful house and yeah we had a couple of good nights
0: there <laughs> you should move to uh, when it, when you finish up with the brumbies over to narbonne and join rocky over there where he's like the owner ceo
1: yeah i've heard that So we'll have to uh Send him a little text or an email, eh? Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I, I think if you uh, if you keep your eyes open, Josh, uh, Anthony Hill, the, the club president, was uh, at TG Milner Field last Friday watching the, uh, oh, there the you Panthers go. 15.
0: Yeah. There you oh, go. was he? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's all good. Hey, uh, that's a great story. Uh, we could go on and on, but uh, we're really um, so happy we could talk to one of the guys up front in the engine room. who's who's been around a few years, but, mate, at 34, I reckon you're looking fitter than you've ever been. And uh, I know at seven years we always uh, give Fat Cat a run, Ben Robinson, and whenever Josh Man Ray is doing anything, we always give you a run as well, mate. So you have got buddies out there looking after you. Uh,
1: thanks a lot, boys. Thanks for having me, eh? it's
0: an honour. Uh, there he is, the great Josh Man Ray. Bongo, thank you very much for joining us. Good chat. Cheers, boys. All right, so just wait one second there, Josh, and we'll say goodbye off air. But,
2: Casho, thanks for joining us, mate. How's the business going? Programs for the Waratahs? Yeah, yeah. Listen, uh, start a program for the uh, for the game against Josh's team, the Brumbies, this week. I so hope there's so, a big ride uh, Looking uh, good. Looking you got a big good. write-up on Bongo? Oh, there might be. Yeah, there right. might I be, hope now. so. Okay, <laughs> very,
0: very good. Uh, Mark Cashman, in the flesh, thank you for joining us. That is it for Rugger Matrix International this week, episode 203. Don't forget, you can dive on the site and look, listen to, they have not vision yet, but maybe we'll have it soon, of Rugger Matrix America. Uh, that is our American podcast. Join Bruce McLean and Alex Goff and the team. It's absolutely well worth it. Until uh, next week, uh, we will cover all the local derby action. Uh, have a good week and enjoy your ride